Welcome to Chicago Tabernacle, a place of becoming. Wherever you find yourself, we pray that you would be encouraged today by God's word. Please join us now as we hear a message from Pastor Toledo. You know, sometimes we're so busy, we, we, we miss getting in the Christmas spirit. The Christmas spirit is all about celebrating Jesus. We're a couple days away from Christmas, and um, I'm so mindful that we stand in a lot of ways in complete opposition to the world's perspective on this time of the season. In fact, it's remarkable to me that during this time of the year, there are, there's a spike in depression, there's a spike in loneliness, there's a spike in sadness, and it doesn't have to be that way. It doesn't have to be that way because of the fact that Jesus came to be with us. There's a guy who does these charts. One of my staff members found this. There's a guy who does these charts um, in regards to Christmas. He kind of jokes about Christmas. Look at how the world looks at Christmas, okay? The ups and downs of Christmas Day. It's Christmas morning. Oh yeah, I'm an adult. Downer, okay? At least there's food. Time to open presents a little up. Oh, these presents aren't fun. Socks, gloves, ties, you know. Then now what? Oh, I just hang out with my family. At least there's food. Christmas is almost over, time to drink. You see, that's what the world says. But for us, it's completely different. For us, we celebrate the fact not just that Jesus came and that he was a gift, but how many know we celebrate that he came and he stayed, never to leave us nor forsake us. Could we praise the mighty king today? He's the king of glory, and we praise him, hallelujah. And can I tell you, go ahead and take that off. Can I tell you, before I read the text today, I was just talking to the pastors um, right before we walked in, and uh, I was encouraging them uh, that we want to we wanna get ready for the coming year, and, um, you know, we've stopped all programming this week. I want to pause for a moment and just, our staff, you have no idea how many early mornings and late nights Okay, if we punched a clock and paid overtime around here, let me tell you something, we'd have a big bill because of the way our staff works. And I wanna put our hands together for all. If you're on staff, if you're on staff, come on, stand up, come on, let's put our hands together for the staff. Amen, amen. Praise the Lord. And I was just encouraging some of the people that were in the office to take advantage of this week and to, to really just enjoy the presence of God. Okay, and I know that some of you uh, um, uh, will be working this week, but it doesn't matter whether we're working or not. Can I tell you something? This is a time where Jesus wants to remind us that he came to be with us. He came to be with us. You know, and when you have the presence of God, how many know you have everything? When you have the presence of God, 
you have everything. We don't celebrate the way the world celebrates. So what we're going to do is we're going to read today from Matthew chapter 2 and another place in the Old Testament, Micah chapter 5. A few weeks ago, Pastor Jose covered this passage from Matthew from the perspective of the wise men. But today we're actually going to look at the prophecy itself. So Matthew uh, chapter 2 says this, Jesus was born in Bethlehem in Judea during the reign of King Herod. About that time, some wise men from eastern lands arrived in Jerusalem asking, where is the newborn king of the Jews? We saw his star as it rose, and we have come down to worship him. King Herod was deeply disturbed when he heard this, as was everyone in Jerusalem. Now listen, there's a whole sermon to preach about King Herod. We don't, we're not going to focus on that today. But King Herod was actually a pretty nice guy, except the fact that he was, he was incredibly insecure and he was ridiculously suspicious of everyone. So King Herod felt threatened by everyone. King Herod was a guy who had no peace. He had power, he had position, he had authority, but he had no peace. And he made the mistake that a lot of people make for centuries uh, uh, since this time. He made the mistake, and people keep making that mistake. And I pray that no one here would make that mistake. King Herod saw the one who came to be his friend as his enemy. Okay, Jesus came to be the friend that's closer than a brother. Amen? Amen. But he was greatly disturbed. He called a meeting of the leading priests and teachers of religious law and asked, where is the Messiah supposed to be born? In Bethlehem, in Judea, they said, for this is what the prophet wrote. And you, O Bethlehem, in the land of Judah, are not the least among the ruling cities of Judah, for a ruler will come from you who will be the shepherd for my people Israel. Now, I want to jump to the actual prophecy here and look at what it says in Micah chapter 5. It says, But you, O Bethlehem Ephrathah, are only a small village among all the people of Judah, yet a ruler of Israel whose origins are in the distant past, in the eternal past, in the distant past, will come from you, on my behalf, this is a prophecy from the mouth of God. A man was speaking, but the Spirit of God was speaking to him. And what you need to understand is the Word of God stands forever and ever. And the Word of the Lord is the same. Someone is coming on my behalf to you. Even in 2018, as you look into 2019, the prophecy remains. On behalf of God, he was sending someone to us. Oh, hallelujah for the powerful word of God. Blessed be his name. It says the people of Israel will be abandoned to their enemies until the woman in labor gives birth. This is hundreds of years before Jesus was born. This is what, what, what is mind-boggling to the academics, okay, to the cynics Here's one thing that the cynics, this is why they put the Bible down so much, 
is because the prophecies of the Old Testament about Jesus are so incredibly accurate. Don't tell me that the Word of God is not a living document. The Word of God spoke hundreds and thousands of years into the future. This is just one of many, many examples of the authority of God's Word. Uh, he will... St <clears throat> okay, it says... Uh, then at least his fellow countrymen will return from exile to their own land. And listen to this. And he will stand. Everyone say stand. Yes. And he will stand to lead his flock with the Lord's strength and in the majesty of the name of the Lord his God. Then his people will live undisturbed for he will be highly honored around the world. And he will be, everyone let's read this together. The source of peace. And he will be the source of peace. And I want to stop right there. You know what Christmas is about? Christmas is about a king who chose to rule as a shepherd. There are many, many kings who've been raised up throughout history. But Jesus was a ruler who came to stand and lead his flock. And he came to be our source of peace. And whether you're a Christian today or not a Christian today, look at me for a moment. Look, please look right in my face. Okay? Whether you're a Christian today or not a Christian today, there is joy in the shepherd that came from God. That is my title today. There's joy in the shepherd. God came to be our shepherd. And when Jesus becomes your shepherd, there's incredible joy that is released into your life. Maybe you came in here and um, this is a, a standard Sunday morning. Sometimes it's funny how we can have intense fellowship on the way to church. Yeah. And then you, so you, you're having this throw down in the car, then you get to the door. People see you go, hi, praise God, Merry Christmas. <laughs> you know, but let me tell you something. Jesus is greater than all of our struggles, and now he wants to speak peace. Hallelujah. Chains shall he break, we sang today. All oppressions shall cease. And so we're going to, we're going to take a few moments to look at Jesus as a shepherd. I want to just pray for a minute, but let me just say this, okay? The Bible says that Jesus is not just the good shepherd. We're going to cover that actually in, in the book of John series. But the Bible also says that Jesus is the chief shepherd, okay? He's the chief shepherd, and that means he is the top shepherd, the greatest shepherd. He is the preeminent authority. This is what that means. And he has the, the most special skill and wisdom and understanding and power of all of the shepherds. Jesus is the ruling shepherd. And here's what's amazing as we go to pray and as we go to take in just two quick points uh, um, um, that we could go out celebrating with today. What we need to understand is that the king of glory, so think about the king of England. Think about the president of the United States. Think about kings in Syria. Think about kings all over the world. 
The difference between all of those kings and this king is that all of those kings are born and they're separated from the people. This king was born to actually be with the people, to be, how much? To be like a shepherd. And so you know what shepherding is? Shepherding is a hands-on job. You see, it doesn't even make sense to say a king is a shepherd. But that's what God said about Jesus. It's that he would be hands-on right there in the midst of our lives. Jesus came to be our shepherd. As you look back on 2018, there might be many things that are perplexing to you. Okay? But perhaps what has to happen, and this is what I'm praying today, is that God would open your eyes. You see? Because the Lord is near. The Lord is close. The Lord desires to be our shepherd. Now, here's what happens. Sometimes sheep run away from the shepherd, and the shepherd has to go chasing them. And maybe 2018 was a year where the shepherd spent most of his energy chasing you instead of being with you. How many want 2019 be, to be the kind of year that we're very, very close to the shepherd? Amen. So let's pray right now. Father, we thank you that, yes, you were the ruler, but you came to be the ruler that would lead as a shepherd. That's what separates you, Lord, from the other kings of this world and of history, is that you came not to be distant, but to be hands-on. You came to lead us, to guide us, to feed us, to care for us. I pray, Lord, that even in the midst of this kind of hour and a half meeting, that there would be a radical change in every heart, that we would walk out of here with joy because, Lord, we have gotten close in a new way or in a fresh way to our king who wants to be our shepherd. Bless our time together now. Bless this word. Bless every ear and every heart to receive. In the mighty name of Jesus, and everyone said, amen. amen and amen. So Jesus came to be our shepherd, and we celebrate the fact that he's close to us and he's near to us. You know, this morning, I, was, I actually did a quick hospital visit. In the first service, there is an elderly couple. They're actually Cuban and I chat with them all the time. They sit right over there. And um, the woman, uh, her name is Delia, she, uh, she fell a couple weeks ago. And then she also, kind of from the fall, developed complications. They're not exactly sure, but she had a, a small heart attack. And so anyway, we've been visiting and I, I happened on Friday and I got to run to the hospital and spend just five minutes and I prayed with her. Her son was there, one of the leaders uh, came with me and we got to pray. Um, and uh, it was an amazing thing to be there and to hear her talking about the Lord. She's 90 and she was talking about the Lord and when we prayed, can I tell you something? When we prayed, the presence of God came down. <laughs> you know why? 
because the shepherd wants to be near to us and even in the most difficult of times and what we all need to take hold of and rejoice in is that as a shepherd first and foremost he came to lead us he came to lead us he came to guide us through this world that is hard and difficult he never promised that this world would be perfect and easy he said, in this life you'll have many troubles, but take heart because I am with you. And how many know Jesus wants to lead us every step of the way? Look at what it says. Is he will stand to lead his flock with the Lord's strength. And in the majesty of the name of the Lord is God. And so it was so interesting even to talk to her. She was like, she was saying to me, listen, I'm ready to get out of here. The, the doctors are saying they don't, they don't even see anything wrong. She was, and, he, and the son was like, mom, take it easy, take it easy. You know, and the reason being is that her spirit is so full of faith in the shepherd that times can get difficult or crazy. Here's the thing, why did he choose to describe himself as a shepherd? Here's why. It is known, it's pretty common knowledge that sheep, okay, have very poor eyesight and very limited intelligence in compared to the world that they live in. That's a nice way of saying sheep are dumb, but, okay? But it's true. Sheep have very poor eyesight, very limited intelligence in regards to the world that they live in. And you know what God is saying is that we human beings are similar to sheep in this wise. In the sense that when it comes to the world that we live in and when it comes to the things that are around the corner, we have very poor eyesight. How many have noticed that? You and I don't know what's coming tomorrow. We don't know what, what's around the bend, okay? And we have very limited knowledge about the future. But how many know the good shepherd knows all things and he sees all things perfectly? And so he wants to lead us and he wants us to rest in his leading in good times and in bad times. Even if you're in a hard season, get close season, get close to the shepherd and let the presence of the shepherd lead you through this difficulty. And you could have joy even in difficulty when you're being led by the shepherd. You see, he can give you joy this season. You don't have to be down or depressed. In his presence, the Bible says, there's fullness of joy. See, Christianity is more than principles, people. Christianity is more than going to church a couple times a year. Christianity is about connecting with Christ, the spirit of the living God, so that he's so near and so close. It doesn't matter what you go through. doesn't matter what's happening. You have joy deep down in your soul like we've been singing lately. Oh man, if we could just get into the presence of God and experience that, the joy that comes from God, the joy, this joy that I have, the world didn't give it to me and how many know the world can't take it away? But it's from the shepherd, the one who wants to be hands on with us. Let me tell you real quick, I, uh, this past week, I'm so happy to announce that on Thursday, we went to the, the Department of Planning downtown and um, we took our entire project, uh, um, the, that side and the, uh, 
the Becoming Center, on the other side, even the expansion of our church, we put the ult in this plan, we put the ultimate expansion, which is to even have a balcony with 1,600 seats. And uh, we, and this was the, this was the intense meeting. So let me say real quickly to you. So here's the meeting. We're driving in our, our, our attorneys. We have the, probably the best zoning attorneys in the city. At least we think so. And uh, they called us. They said, we're ready, this and that. And while we're driving in, I get word, I get a call from our attorney and says, hey, one of our neighbors is sending a lawyer to stand in opposition against us and to block us. So I'm like, oh, snap, that's not what we need, Lord. So, um, so we're going, I was driving with Pastor Matt, and uh, I actually texted, I have the, the, the neighbor's number, I texted him and said, I don't understand why you're doing this, blah, blah, blah. So we're going back and forth. Then I turned to Matt and I said, you know, isn't it fun to be on an adventure? <laughs> So we get there, and we were number four on the list. You know, let them send some, uh, someone to play. So uh, we get on the list. We're at number four on the list, and when we get there, uh, number one goes, and then after number one, we, somebody else comes in, an alderman shows up, and they bump us later. I'm like, oh, snap. And uh, I'm like, Lord, I don't really want to be here very long. So uh, I hadn't eaten much, and uh, I'm not in the spirit. It, this was a forced fast day kind of thing. <laughs> I had to get ready for a fast. I wasn't ready for that fast. So anyway, we got bumped, and the, 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 set, the, the presentations were about 20 minutes each. Okay, people would come, present, and the commission uh, was about, you know, maybe two rows, like these people right here was a group of people, and they would listen, and then they would vote. So it was one, then we thought it was our turn, and then somebody else came in, we got pushed again. So I was like, Lord, you know, que pasa? You know, what's going on, Lord? So, and I'm, my stomach is growling, and you know, I just kind of lose focus when my stomach is growling, and we're talking, and we're kind of... And then finally, it's past lunch, it's 1 o'clock, it's 1.30, about 1, no, about 1 o'clock came, and the group before us goes. And when the group before us went, it was about an hour and a half war that broke out. I mean, war broke out. I, I was like, oh, snap, they, they called the cops. In the committee, some people, I don't exactly understand all the details about, about it, but in the committee, one committee member yelled at another committee member. I mean, this was full-out throwdown. They were ye yelling from the gallery. They called the cops on a woman from the gallery. It took like eight cops. They still didn't arrest her, but that's a whole different comment. I mean, it was pandemonious madness, and we're sitting there going, oh, snap. And then as time was going on, I was just getting more nervous. I was like, oh, snap, this is the way these things go? So, so anyway, it, it went through. They, our attorney told us that in 40 years of being at that thing, they never saw a vote where they were completely split 6-6. Six, six. And they didn't reject it. They didn't. It was just, they were divided. And guess what? We go after that one. So, so it was Josh. So we walk in. We're facing them. It's Josh. Heidi, me, Pastor Edgar, Pastor Matt, the attorneys, architect, presenter presents, goes through. Someone asks a simple question, so far so good. 
than they have when the, the reason it broke out is because people can speak from, from the public. So then sure enough, guy gets up, stands up, and says, I'm a, an attorney, I'm representing so-and-so, and he starts saying, this, this church is causing problems in the community, saying all of this stuff that's not true, but nonetheless, that's their perspective, parking, blah, 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 and I'm like, so then my heart starts beating. And Edgar was next to me, and Edgar told me that his heart was beating pretty fast. I don't know about the others. I didn't, like, take anybody's pulse or anything, but we were like, oh, it's not. <laughs> so we thought we were going to have to get up and speak. And, uh, and, like, I'm formulating my argument. I'm telling you, I was, like, getting ready to go down. <laughs> so, so then um, another guy came and asked a question, and our architect stood up. The architect stood up to answer, and the guy who's in charge of the committee, because their faces were like this. By the way, I forgot to mention this. So there was one person on the committee who said, when they were presenting, oh, I walked by this church, I saw it, this is gonna be a great, a great project. And she was smiling, really sweet woman. And uh, when the attorney was saying all this negative stuff, she was going like this to me. <laughs> True story. True story. How we know God has his people on the inside all the time? So listen, so I'm there, I'm like, in fact, my attorney, I don't know what was on my face, but my attorney looked at me and said, are you okay? Because I was ready to get up and I, I had an answer, I had my argument, the whole deal, and I'm like this. And when the, when the architect comes to speak and to answer the question, the head of the committee says, hey, we're not taking we're not, we don't answer questions from the gallery. They speak their piece. Are there any questions from the committee? No questions. Call to a vote. What do you say? Pass. What do you say? Aye, aye, aye. It, it passed unanimously. <laughs> unanimous, unanimous. Can we praise Jesus? Amen. But listen, here's how this applies. You see, our sight is so limited and our intelligence is so little. I would have been the first one up. But God said, no, you need to be the seventh one up. You see, I would have done it in a completely different way. But see, the joy of knowing that we have a shepherd is that even when things are going wrong, how many know he works all things together for our good? <laughs> Hallelujah. You might be in the midst of a turmoil, turmoil right now and saying, God, Lord, what's going on? I'm telling you right now, rejoice. The shepherd is in charge. The shepherd is in charge. Hallelujah. You want to grow in your walk with God when things are going crazy, learn how to lift your hands and say, I praise you, shepherd. I praise you, Jesus. You're my shepherd. I praise you, Lord. You're my shepherd. You see, you know, after checking that whole thing out, I said, Lord, I see why you delayed. 
you know. I don't understand all of these details, but I suspect God wanted them good and tired. <laughs> I suspect that after that throwdown, they were like, I want to go home. And I don't, I don't really understand. I don't, I'm not smart enough. Look, we don't have to be smart enough. The shepherd is smart enough for us. The key is he will take you through and he will get you. He will lead you exactly to where you belong. Praise be to the shepherd. How many want to praise the shepherd today? Hallelujah. So listen, I got to say this quickly. First of all, as a shepherd, he came to lead us even when we don't understand it. Sheep rarely understand. Number two, as a shepherd, he came to care for us. Look, it says, then his people will live there undisturbed. You realize I could have spent that whole day undisturbed, even though my stomach was growling. You see, so what did I take from that? It's like, and that's why I turned to Matt and said, man, isn't it fun to be on an adventure? You see, it's like, hey, chill out. If you're serving the shepherd, rejoice in the good times. I will bless the Lord at all times. His praise shall be continually in my mouth. Right? So, but watch. It says, then his people will live there undisturbed, for he will be highly honored around the world, and he will be their source of peace. The source of peace is not getting a yes from the planning commission. The source of peace is not when this answer comes through or when that happens. He is the source of peace. He is the shepherd who cares for us, and he wants to be our source of peace. He wants to be our source of peace. You see, you know, shepherds are hands-on and they care. And I'll just say this very quickly, and then I want to pray. You know, two weeks ago, in one of our services, a woman came and met us in the office and uh, to give us a testimony, and then we kind of celebrated it in third service. So there was a woman that, it, she's the niece of someone, one of the brothers in the choir, she needed a heart transplant. And the way the story goes, I gotta say this in one minute. She was on the list for a heart transplant and then she had cancer. Now when you get cancer, you're off the list. So she had cancer, she got taken off the list. The doctor came, the doctors did surgery, they cleaned, everything was gone. And then she wanted to get back on the list and they say you can't get back on the list because you have cancer. And, um, and the doctor, the oncologist said, listen to me, this woman is clean. There's not a drop of cancer in her, any place, anywhere, put her back on the list. They said, we can't put her, I said put her back on the list because she's clean. And guess what, they put her back on the list. So listen, then she had the heart transplant. So she gets the heart transplant, this is a true story. This is unbelievable, she gets the heart transplant, she got a heart transplant. Well, about seven hours later after the surgery, she wakes up and starts talking. And they're like saying, wait a second, she shouldn't be talking, she shouldn't be awake, give her some medicine. And she says, listen, I don't want to be put to sleep. So they didn't put her to sleep. So a few hours later, she says, I'm hungry. They're like, oh my goodness, what's going on here? Okay, the next day she got out of bed and walked and went to the bathroom and the doctors were out of their minds. This is a true story. 
Listen, and then, and then, I think it was two and a half weeks, three and a half weeks later, after getting a heart transplant, she was right there, sitting right there, with her hands raised. She had a little cover uh, for germs, but she had her hands raised, and she said, Jesus has taken care of me. How many know the shepherd cares? The shepherd cares. The shepherd cares. He came to care for us. So look, here's what, there, there are two groups of people here today, okay? There are those who know the shepherd, but the shepherd has been chasing you. You're not as close to the shepherd as you really could be. How many want to be close to the shepherd? Amen. Maybe you're in the fire right now. I want to encourage you today, even in the fire, say, Lord, that prophecy was for me. I receive it today and I lift my hands and I rejoice because I know that my heart, my emotions don't understand. I'm even hurt by what's been going down. But Lord, I choose to receive your joy today. And then there are those, there are those one more thing, pause. Why do you receive that joy? Because you know when you're following the shepherd, you're in his process. And he who begins the good work, I'm telling you right now, he will carry it on to completion. How many know God's going to finish what he started in your life? The second group is those who've heard about the shepherd, who've heard songs about the shepherd, seen movies about the shepherd, know all this stuff about Christmas, know that at the root of it, Christmas is about the Son of God being born or Jesus being born, and you've heard lots of songs. But the truth of the matter is, is he's not your shepherd. He's not your shepherd. See, God wants to be your shepherd. There was a big controversy in Israel. I'll close with this story. Big controversy in Israel. One shepherd was accusing another shepherd of stealing a sheep. You know, sheep look alike. <laughs> they were going back and forth. And so what, one of the guys, he said, I didn't steal your sheep. He said, yes, he said, no, I didn't. So what he did is he waited until he was taking the whole caravan of sheep right in, kind of like by the middle of one of the towns. And then the other shepherd, what he did is he stood back and he whistled. He whistled the special whistle of the shepherd. And all of a sudden, you saw all these sheep streaming out of that crowd coming to him. Because the Bible says, my sheep know my voice. Hallelujah. So listen. Just close your eyes for a minute. Do you know the shepherd personally? Do you know his voice? Have you ever had a day where you accepted Jesus as your shepherd? that you made him your Lord, your ruler, and your savior. Jesus didn't come to this world so that you could have a distant relationship. He wanted, he wanted the relationship to be hands-on. He wanted to be close. So many years, people go with a distant relationship when he wants a close relationship. How do you get into heaven? It's not by being good enough. Nobody can be good enough. Only Jesus was good enough. That's why he came and he went to the cross and he paid the price for our sin, a price that no human, no other human being could pay that price except Jesus. 
because we all sin and fall short of the glory of God. But he came to be close to us despite our sin, despite our failure, despite all of those things. He wants to be the friend that sticks closer than a brother. And I wonder if there's someone here today, you feel even right now, the shepherd is knocking at the door of your heart. And he's saying, would you let me in? How does Jesus stay with us? He comes by his spirit and he lives inside of us. Is there anyone here today you want to accept Jesus as your Lord and Savior? You want to open up your heart to him and say, come in and be my shepherd. Is there anyone here while, while I'm talking, I would love to lead you. How does that happen? You just pray. So if you're here today, you want to start a personal relationship with Jesus. I did it on a baseball field when I was 17. My wife did it by her bedside with her mother when she was seven. There's a moment in time where you actually open the door of your heart and ask him in. Nothing would make him happier than today being your day where you invite him in. Is there anyone here? Just raise your hand right now because I would love to just say a quick prayer. Thank you. Anyone here? Anyone else in the building, you want to accept Jesus? Thank you. You want to accept Jesus as Lord and Savior? Yes. Come on, hold your hands up high so that I could see them. Hold them nice and high. Yes. Well, right now, if Jesus is knocking on the door of your heart and you want to let him in open, raise your hands up high so we could see him. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Hands have gone up all over the building. You can put your hands down. I'm going to lead you right now in a prayer. In fact, we'll all say it together. Then we'll pray for one another. So let's pray together. Lord Jesus, I thank you for this day. I thank you for this Christmas season. Thank you for coming to be our shepherd the shepherd of the whole world. Today, Lord, I want to make you my shepherd. I open the door of my heart and I ask you to come in. Begin, Father, by cleansing me. Forgive me for all of my sin, all of my unrighteousness, Wash me with your blood and remove the shame and the guilt. Come and sit on the throne of my heart. Be my ruler. Be my shepherd. Thank you for coming for me. Thank you for receiving me. Even as I receive you right now to be my Lord, my Savior, my Shepherd, and my King. Amen and amen. Could we put our hands together for everyone that just accepted Jesus? Hallelujah, hallelujah. If you raised your hand and prayed that prayer for the first time, I want to congratulate you. The Bible says to them that believed, he gave them the power to become sons and daughters of God. You belong to the great shepherd right now. He will never leave you nor forsake you. You belong to him. Come on, let's praise God. They've entered into the kingdom of God. Hallelujah. 
Right now, the angels of heaven are rejoicing. They're singing and celebrating because you've become part of the family of God. Hallelujah. Blessed be the name of the Lord. We gave you a box. That box is a gift from us to help you start this new relationship. Please take a few moments, fill out the card. We would love to get your information to just reach out and make a, a simple connection with you and see if there's any way that we could serve you in your new walk with God. Now I want everyone else to stand to their feet. Hallelujah. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Lift your hands to him. Hallelujah. Listen, maybe you are on the other side of this. I want, as we're going to sing, oh, come let us adore him. But as we do, no matter where you find yourself today, tell the shepherd as you sing to him that you want to be close to him. Come on, let's receive joy from the shepherd this morning. Hallelujah. could receive is the joy of the Lord in our hearts that we could look at everything in light of who Jesus is in light of what he's done and in light of the fact that he's near to us so come on let's begin to pray right now father we want to be close to you Jesus I pray for this Christmas season for every heart for every home for every family Lord would you oh God be our shepherd oh God not through you're going to show us the way so father as we go from this place god i pray for a deep powerful present joy i pray god for a deep present satisfaction that comes from your nearness do it by your mighty power and lord 
until we meet again, should you tarry, I pray that every person here would be, Lord, a spreader of that joy because wherever they walk into a room, Lord, whatever Christmas party, whatever family event, Lord, may the presence of God flow from their hearts and flow from their mouths and flow from their lives. May every home here, Lord, as the people walk in, Lord, for a celebration, may they feel the peace of God, the love of God, the strength of God, the power and favor of God on every house. We thank you that wherever the shepherd is, there's strength and power and joy and peace. Thank you for all these things in the mighty name of Jesus. And everyone said, amen.